You know, every week before I think, I think what to speak about from in the, syn- in the synagogue, I have this dilemma. There is good news and bad news. Mm-hmm. The bad news, we all know, there is 10 million people displaced in, U- in Ukraine. Not all of them are refugees, left the country, but then we displaced from their own mm-hmm. cities. There is hundreds of thousands of people who are stuck, who are under, uh, under a siege, in cities who are under siege, under con- Russian control or bom- being bombed. There is so much bad news. And the other is there is good news. For example, two weeks ago, Amoyel, who is doing Britain in Israel, gets a phone call. A child was born, a Jewish child was born in Odessa. All the Moyels in, in Ukraine left. This couple, a Jewish couple, they want to make a Britain day day. And the eight day, would you fly, would you go back to, would you go to Odessa? He says, you know, my wife just had a baby a week ago. I don't think it's a good idea. Try other moyles. But if nobody wants to, call me back. Okay. That was Wednesday. The brief supposed to be Friday. Thursday, they call him and they told him, you know, you told us you called to call you back. We have for you a ticket on a flight that goes from Tel Aviv to Moldova, Kishinev. And from there, somebody with a car will take you to Odessa. His wife gave him his blessing. He has a wife who just gave a birth to a baby a week ago, a week before. And this is a moyle who's a... F- Hasidic moyle. Okay, okay. But he feels the obligation. He yep. said, I'm going. All right. He flies to Moldova. Everything goes well. He comes to the border with Ukraine. The guy asks them, are you going to, you going to Ukraine? Are you sure? Then it was later, maybe by the border itself, the border police decided they opened his bag. A knife? Why are you bringing a little knife into the country? And then the powder, they didn't know there is a powder that they put on the, on the, on the, on the wound. It stops blood in a very quick way. They, for some reason, they decided it's drugs. <laughs> they don't know what drugs is. And they start, it says like five, five six people. They kept them by the border for four and a half hours in the freezing cold weather. Yep. By the end, he sees like five, six people come with, uh, with uh, no, they want to arrest them. No, handcuffs. With handcuffs. And he hears they're speaking drugs, drugs. He understood that he doesn't understand. He, does, he speaks Hebrew and English. They speak Ukraine, Ukraine and Russian. He started to scream at them, it's not mine. It's Eliyahu Navi. It's Elijah the prophet. It belongs to Elijah the prophet. You know, every breeze, by every breeze, Elijah the Pasha is supposed to come to a breeze. That's why by a breeze we have a chair for Elijah. Right. He said, it's not me, I'm doing the mission for Elijah. Somehow, they looked at him, they gave him back everything, told him go. <laughs> After four and a half hours keeping him down. He arrives to Odessa, Friday afternoon. He makes the breeze, he said the parents were crying, make the breeze already. He stayed Chavez there, and by Sunday he went back home. And on the one hand, you have amazing, inspiring stories. On the other hand, terrible news. What should we concentrate in life? There is a very interesting law in, in the Talmud. It means you remove the dead from before the bride. What does this mean? In the olden days, it used to be for when you for bride to go to the chuppah, to go to your wedding, she used to go from your parents' house 
with a procession, family and friends joined, singing with a, with a band, all the way to the groom's home, there was the wedding. Yep. Now the question is, if there is two processions, and one end of the street is, from one side are coming the bride, with a hundred people dancing with the band, and the other side there is a procession of a funeral. And there is no way to, for both of them to pass each other. Who gives way to whom? Who is more important? The bride. Oh, the bride. This is life. This is positivity. This is everything. The source for this law comes from the parish of this week. We, 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 you said the bride, but who decides? We have to, everything has to be based on the Torah. Of course. In this parish, we read about the inauguration of the temple. The, the temple in the desert, it's called the tabernacle, the portable sanctuary, all the names you want to give it. The Jewish people built it for months. Finally, they're putting it together. Moses, for seven days, Moses put it together in the morning, they smelled it in the evening, and did the service a whole day. He was practicing, he was the high priest, mm-hmm. to teach the Kohens and the Levites how to do it. Yep. Came the eighth day. The eighth day, the, the D-day, D-day. And comes the day, and they're putting it together, and Moses told her, now it's your turn, you go in, you offer the sacrifices and this. And finally, they have the sign that God is coming, the, the, the God is, is resting in, in the temple. What's the sign? A fire from heaven came down to the altar and consumed the meat. Mm-hmm. That was a sign that God is resting among the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. That was a place, the, the altar, portable sanctuary, the temple was to have God among the Jews. Finally, God is there. The same minute, the two sons, was a terrible tragedy. The two sons of Aaron, Nadav and Avihu, they were, they were handsome, they were valedictorians, they were the future of the Jewish people. Moses and Aaron were the older generation, and the two sons of Aaron, Nadav and Avihu, were supposed to take him over, mm-hmm. replace the older generation. Moses was at that time 81, Aaron was 83, 84. They were the young generation. Yep. And they, they knew how important they are. They were like, and they got so excited about the inauguration of the temple that God came down. They, run, they took incense. Mm-hmm. They run inside the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant is, the over incense. They offered incense that nobody told them to do it. They were not allowed to do it, and they died. In the middle of the big, most exciting event, yep. happened the biggest tragedy. The two sons of Aaron, that the whole nation wanted to make their daughters marry them. Yep. They died. The next line is, Moses turns to his cousins, Levites, and he tells them, Elitzaphon and, me, and, and Mishoel, I think, what his name? And he tells them, and and he tells them, go take your cousins out, take out your brothers, he called them. Take out your brothers from the temple. Remove them from the temple. Mm-hmm. Now, the Rebbe once talked about that and said, why? why the Torah needs to write such a line? It's understood. The, good, the, the important news is that two sons of Aaron died. What was done with them? If Berkowitz came and took him to the, to the cemetery right. or another funeral home. What's important? The Torah writes only important things. The Torah doesn't write, oh, and I came and I went to sleep and I was drinking the coffee and I was going and I was coming and I told them. The Torah writes only things that you need to know were a lesson. Yep. If not, it's not written. 
Why the Torah? The question is not why Moses told it to these two sons, mm-hmm. to those two, his two cousins. Why the Torah writes it? Rashi comes and says something very interesting. Moses told them, remove the dead from, from the party. Remove the dead from the bride. You shouldn't ruin the party. Who is the bride that Moses was so concerned not to ruin, to ruin your party? What do you think? Who is the bride? In this case, I think it's uh, the Jews. The, oh, the Jewish, the Jewish people. people. The Jewish people. There is, in another place, when the Torah describes the inauguration of the temple, they use the word kalot. When Moses says kalot, kalot, Rashi says, comes to the word kala. Kala means a bride. Chatan and kala, in Hebrew. He says, on the day of the party, on the day of the inauguration of the temple, the Jewish people were like a bride who enters the chuppah mm-hmm. with God. You know, it sounds very, and that's what the wedding. The problem is that about Mount Sinai, that took place se- 10 months before that, it's also written that it was the wedding of the Jewish people with God. Then let's make up our mind. When was the wedding? Was the wedding at Mount Sinai or the wedding with the inauguration of the temple? Mm-hmm. Do we have two weddings? Every six months we have another wedding. What's going on here? The answer is, anybody who was by a chuppah, by a Jewish chuppah today, he saw that the chuppah is a combination of two ceremonies, really. The beginning, the rabbi stand, the white oh, the, the, the rabbi takes a cup of wine, and he says two blessings. They are called engagement blessings. That's what they are called. And then the, the 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 groom drinks a little from the wine, the bride. Then the groom takes the ring, puts it on the finger of the bride, and he says, "You are married to me, uh-huh. sanctified to me by the laws of Moses and Israel, uh-huh. in front of two witnesses." Right? Yep. That's one part. It's called Kiddushin. Okay. Then they read the Ketubah. Then there is a second part. You take another cup of wine. Yeah. And we recite another seven blessings. Okay. We say twice, Boreh Priyagafen. You understand what it means? Boreh Priyagafen is a blessing you say over wine. Usually in a meal, if I say once Boreh Priyagafen, I don't say it again. Right. Here, it's in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a different five minutes, I said the blessing. Why? There is two ceremonies here. There is Kiddushin, they bring, and then Nisuin means the marriage that you come together, we live in one, in one house. What is, why is it like this? In Talmudic times, people got engaged mm-hmm. with the ring. Engagement in a sense of a marriage. Yep. The moment they give her the ring, she's married to him, legally. If he wants to get divorced, he needs a get. Mm-hmm. Um, she's his wife. Legally, she's his wife. And here is the easy yeah, husband. Put on the ring in front of everybody. Yeah, exactly. But then, they didn't get married right away. They waited like a year until they made money, okay. until they were able to buy a house. And then they went to live together. That was Nisuin. That's the chuppah. That's represent. The chuppah is like the house. The kiddushin does not have to be under a chuppah. Okay. The ring could be anywhere. Two witnesses say the blessing. You need a minion for the blessings, but you don't need a chuppah. The chuppah is for the marriage, where the living represent the living together, the home yeah. coming together. In today's world, everything is upside down, as they say in Yiddish, with the copper rope, with the fusa roof, with the head down, with the with the legs up. Yep. You first you live together, then you get married. In the old days, you got married, then you waited another year, then you start to live together. 
then this is then there is kiddushin, there is the marriage, the ring, and then there is living together, the ceremony of beginning to live together. Yep. There used to be a different affair. Then there came the time in the middle middle age. They saw there were some guys used to run away after the kiddushin and disappear, and the wife needed to get, and they couldn't find the husband. That was a nightmare. The rabbis made the law: you do it all thing together. It's one package deal. The ring and the marriage, and you go home. Mm-hmm. That's why we, we have this ketuba in between. The ketuba is like the the separation from one ceremony to the next ceremony. The ketuba is more connected to the next ceremony. Mm-hmm. Before be, he cannot leave it there before he is given a ketuba. Right. The ketuba is like a guarantee document, a contract. Or the groom is responsible. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Only the groom is responsible in the ketubah. She's not responsible for anything. He has to give it to him. What he will will provide for his wife. Literally, I think that's one of the the parts of the ketubah, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, what he has to take care of. Yes. That's what happened at Mount Sinai. And Mount Sinai was the first part of the wedding. Mm -hmm. God gave us the ring. Mm Then, 40 days later, he gave us a ketubah, the, two set, the, the set of tablets, the two tablets. That was a ketubah, the written document. Okay. You know, when we get married, when we have a home, when we build the temple, that was the marriage. And that was when, that's why, when we, when was the, that's why when Moses was concerned about the bride. Right. And what the bride was, the wedding, the real wedding was with the chuppah. Was when they when they opened the temple when they inaugurated the temple. It's a good thing that they didn't have the temple when he was coming down the mountain. You're right. <laughs> that was before that. that. Was, that was <laughs> and that's why. And you know when was the inauguration of the temple? No. Next Saturday. Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the first of the month of Nisan. Okay. It's our wedding anniversary with God. Everybody is invited to the wedding anniversary. Wow. 